At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he's Amal Shaw. Coming up in 10 minutes, we're going to have Howard Beck from Sports Illustrated, senior writer. We'll discuss both of the conference finals in the NBA. But first, I want to start in Staples last night, Amal, where the Clippers showed up, got the game they needed to extend the series. Paul George came up big time. Devin Booker, not so much for the Suns. Yeah, I thought Booker would play a little bit better with Chris Paul in the lineup. Paul was effective in terms of assists, but... This was a Suns team that, you know, it was a tough spot from them for them in the sense that Clippers had to win this game, Mike. Otherwise, the series would have been over, uh, but they did a nice job. The uh, Clippers did in this one, getting a comfortable win, especially trailing it two at halftime. You know, I know Kawhi was, uh, I think he was up in a luxury box with his family. He wasn't, he wasn't on the sideline. But I look at this and say they had game 2-1, really, right? And Paul George misses the two free throws. They win by 14 last night. I mean, what if Kawhi was in this series? I mean, it, it clearly looked like the better team. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's a completely different scenario, yeah. right? I mean, imagine if you take away uh, Chris Paul for the entirety of the series with no chance of coming back. I, I don't think that the uh, Phoenix Suns are going to be able to do that much against the L.A. Clippers without him in the mix. I know they did win the first two games, but I'm saying there's just a mental edge when they know Chris Paul is coming back. Or if you had Devin Booker off this team, it'd be a real challenge there for them. Is Paul George changing your opinion on him by his performance? Last night... 27, 15, and 8. He's now scored 20-plus in 16 straight games. 
the longest streak in Clippers history and the longest active streak in the NBA right now. Look, I think Paul George is a terrific player. I never did disagreed mm-hmm. on that. He just needed to show up in the postseason. He's done that. He's delivered when they've needed him, particularly in that series against Utah. For me, regardless of what happens in this series, his ability to deliver against Utah says a lot more than regardless of what goes on in this one. We'll talk more about this series with Howard Beck. Last night in Montreal, Bell Center, Canadians never trailed, pulled a big upset in the series. Congrats to you. Two tickets cash, plus $4, plus plus six fifty after game one. I cashed my ticket plus 380 before the series. I did take a little bit of a hedge at the end of the second period when the Knights down 2-1. I took the Knights plus 290 in the game. Uh, that just covered my bet uh, so that I wouldn't lose on it should the Knights have come back and rallied. But uh, I want to start with the decision by Pete DeBoer to go with Robin Leonard again here in game number in game number six. So let me confess, yesterday I gave you a hard time for yeah. suggesting he should go with Marc-Andre Fleury. I only said that because I really thought Robin Leonard playing gives Montreal the better chance. I agree with you. you got to go with a three-time Stanley Cup champion, just the better overall player performance history. Uh, Leonard, to me, every time, if you notice, Mike, he got beat high side. That was a weakness that they were able to exploit, and they did a tremendous job of it. I think it was a bad decision. I think there's just certain times in sports. Look, I know a lot of people in New England will disagree with me on this comment. I never had a problem when Grady Little left Pedro in the game against the Yankees. I'm like, it's Pete Martinez, man. I'm going down with Pedro, and it's the same thing to me. I'm going down with Marc-Andre Fleury. I just want to go down in certain situations with my best, and that's where I look at it with the mistake that was made here by the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I agree with you 100%, especially about the Pedro Martinez incident, or you sometimes Dodgers managers criticize for Kershaw leaving him in in the playoff games. Listen, you've got to get beat with your stud. Absolutely right. And here, I thought the board was great in playing Leonard in Game 4 because Fleury needed the break. You saw he needed at the end of the Minnesota series, he was run down. He started him in Game 1 and got away with that there to get Fleury that four days off. Then he did it again here. But I think if you're going to beat and you're going to go home and lose your chance at going to the Cup Finals, you got to do it with the one that brought you there, and that was Marc-Andre Fleury this year. I, I think there's some major question marks surrounding this team. Now, I don't know if this was Pete DeBoer's decision solely. I don't know if you know the front office was involved in it at all. But I have some concerns. It's like if you, and, you know, when you look at other teams, I'm trying to think of who you could maybe compare. You know, you can make the argument in Boston. Swayman was outstanding as a youngster. Could have played him over Tuka Rask in times. Uh, could have made the same argument with Carolina, right? Peter Morazic and uh, Nijelkovic. I, I just think there are times you've got to go with certain guys. And I thought Marc-Andre Fleury really is a guy you got to go with. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think Carolina is the best comparison there because, uh, look, Djokovic had had a great year, yeah. but the body of work of Morazic, he was your number one guy coming into the year. He got hurt, yes, right? And, I mean, he did make the change, but probably too late in that series, although Tampa Bay is the better side there, right? I mean, mean, no, they they had a great – they probably had the best regular season of anybody, Carolina. But, you know, it's no no mark against them that they lost the defending Stanley Cup champion. No, not at all. But I think what's disappointing for Vegas is if you look at it, Mike, if they don't blow game number two, and I feel like maybe Pete DeBoer and his staff held it against Marc-Andre Fleury for the the mistake or the miscue at the end of game number three, because that really changed the series for me. I think Vegas probably wins this series if they were able to get out of that game with the win. Instead, they lose in an overtime. Yeah, they go up 2-1 there, possibly 3-1 with the victory again then in game number four and would have had a stranglehold on the series. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Coming up in five minutes, Howard Beck from Sports Illustrated, senior writer. He's going to break down both of the conference finals in the NBA. Let's take a look at the game tonight on the ice. Game seven. We yep. can't say Eastern Conference Finals, I right, know. because of, because of the, the way it was reseeded this year. But it's a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. It's a Stanley Cup semifinal. And we get game seven tonight in Amelie. 
Islanders and Tampa Bay. The series has been all cracked up to be. Only one game was a route. Every other game, very competitive here. We see some money coming in on the Islanders. This was 170 yesterday when the game opened in favor of the Lightning at home in Game 7. Now 165, get back, depending on where you are, 140, 145 on uh, on the Islanders. You know, look, it's a high price on Tampa, but I still love the Lightning here. Better team, more talented. I think even though New uh, New York played well in game number five, excuse me, six, coming from behind down 2-0, I think it's going to be too tough to overcome Tampa at Amelie. I, I think they win this game and then move on to the Stanley Cup. Great opportunity in front of them, win five games. You get to play Montreal, a weaker squad, even though they performed well so far this postseason. If you are the Tampa Bay Lightning, this is everything you dream of. Game seven at home. It's been two years since they lost back-to-back games in the playoffs. Wow. That's why I believe they were going to win this series, even if they lost game six on Long Island, which they did uh, three to two in overtime. I believe they will also win tonight. But when we get into our segment where we have them all in in the Palmers, you'll see how I played it in this scenario. How about the Conn Smythe trophy, how this thing is changing? Now that Alex Petrangelo is out of the way. Right, who is who is obviously a betting favorite here? Yeah, especially with that penalty he took early in the game to allow Montreal to get on the board. <laughs> Carey Price, I think three days ago yeah. was plus twelve or thirteen dollars. He's now your favorite at three to two, plus one fifty on Carey Price. Kucherov four dollars. You've been talking about Braden Point uh, all along. He's still plus four dollars. I like Vasilevsky in this spot at plus four fifty. If you think the Islanders are going to win and get to the final, it's Varlamov at six fifty. Uh, and then and then there's some longer shots on the board. Headman at 30 to one, and the kid Cole Caulfield at 30 to one. Yeah, Caulfield should be higher than he is. But look, it's going to come down to three situations. If the Montreal Canadiens win, it's going to be Carey Price, no question about that. Uh, in terms of when you look at it from a Tampa perspective, it's a low-scoring game, and Vasilevsky either has a shutout or yields one goal. He's going to be a favorite. But if Brayden Point can score a goal in this game, Mike, I believe he'll be the guy that wins it, assuming Tampa wins the Stanley Cup. I agree with you there. Here's the thing. Of any player on any team that has to win it, it has to be Price if the Canadians, yeah. because you can't split it amongst four defensemen. No, exactly. right? You can't split yeah. it up. They're all so good, and, and there's not going to be anybody that's, that has a long goal-scoring streak on that team. So, I mean, you whatever price you think that Price is, that's what the Canadians should be in the finals. I mean, there's zero chance that it's not him, lest he should get... Unless he should get hurt maybe early in game one. Yeah, I don't understand the plus 150 on the Canadians with him not, you know, with them being such an underdog. And unless they play the Islanders, I think they're going to be a prohibitive dog against Tampa. That's a good point. Project out the two prices. If it's Tampa Bay and Montreal, what do you think Tampa's favored by? And if it's the Islanders in Montreal, if, what do you think? If it's Tampa, I think they're probably about a $3 favorite. Mm. And I think if it's the New York Islanders, probably about 160 yeah, I thought Tampa would be north of $2, maybe 240 or 250 You might be right. We saw the Knights $5.00 in the series against Montreal. And then the Islanders, yeah, it's probably a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty in there. So but but the, the odds are it's going to be Tampa. So the price on price is too low. Yeah. Uh, because uh, because you, you're not taking into the account that the, the likelihood they play Tampa Bay. Then you're getting him at a worse price than the team for the series. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely here tonight. A total again I'm all you can search and find a five and a half. You're going to have to lay heavy juice or a five where you're going to get about even money on the under if you're looking to play an under. Yeah, no opinion on this total here. Uh, but again, I, I lean towards Tampa here. And by, by the way, Mike, I think uh, taking a look at the puck line in this one could be interesting. Yeah, it could be. You know, either way, when you take a look at this puck line here. But game seven is elimination game for both teams. So if in the in the situation with the Vegas elimination game, they were tied, so you didn't have any empty net scenario there that, that propelled it over and you pushed on the five. I would like to bring in Howard Beck now, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, covers the NBA, among other things. Thanks for taking the time this morning, Howard. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing great. I want to start off with the hiring in Dallas, a lot of upheaval in that organization. 
Uh, news just came down to make it official. Jason Kidd will be the new head coach of the Mavericks. Your thoughts on that hire? Not surprising in the sense that he's obviously got deep ties to the organization and most importantly to the owner, Mark Cuban, to Dirk Nowitzki, who obviously is the most important player in franchise history and Jason Kidd's former teammate. They won a championship together and Dirk is tight with Cuban and was advising in this process. And, and so the ties to the Mavericks, you know, from his playing days um, are one layer. The fact that he obviously, you know, he's a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest point guards um, of the modern era, really smart about the game, um, has, you know, some some credibility and roots there. I think all that matters. You know, I, I think if anybody's going to raise questions, and they're fair questions, it's things didn't end so well, certainly in Brooklyn where it was a big mess, and then in Milwaukee, um, not as big of a mess, but not not great. And so the question becomes, what has Jason Kidd learned what kind of reflection has been done over the last couple of years of, of working, you know, first being out of the, of the league for a little bit and then being an assistant on the Laker bench the last couple of years. Um, are the, are the Mavericks getting a more honed version of, of Jason Kidd as a head coach? And I think just as with players, you know, who a guy is at 19 when he's drafted is not necessarily indicative of who he'll be, you know, at 22, 25, 30. I think we got to, extend the same kind of, of, of um, I don't want to say leniency, but just kind of a broader view of coaches too. And especially somebody like Jason Kidd, who literally went straight from playing to coaching, like took his next Jersey off. And within you know a week was being introduced as the Nets coach and really just didn't get time to ramp up. Um, you know, that that's on both him and the organization for, for, for rushing it. But, um, and, you know, look, there's a parallel, right? Like Jason Kidd was one of the all-time greatest Nets, and the, the Nets were going for some sense of, you know, the familiarity button and instant credibility. But this is, you know, this is now his third head coaching job, and he's that many more years in. He's had time as an assistant now, which he didn't have before. He's worked under Frank Vogel. So we'll see. We'll see if the Mavericks get a more polished, uh, you know, version of, of Jason Kidd as head coach. Howard, uh, to me, this came a little bit of a surprise because Carlisle is a very good coach and he's done well in the NBA for a long time, led the Mavericks to an NBA title. Was there something with him and Luka Doncic? I saw there was some speculation Luka disrespected him or there was something where he was not listening to him. I feel like it had a bit of a lingering effect. And then to see Carl after Donnie Nelson resigns, we see Rick Carlisle immediately leave and go to Indianapolis. Yeah, I don't think we still know the complete picture there. But sometimes these things run their course. I mean, Carlisle was one of the longest tenured head coaches in the league, in a league where head coaches are thrown overboard, you know, very quickly, very frequently. And so, you know, his, obviously his, his success there was a large part of that, um, although it had been, you know, obviously 10 years since they won a championship. I think some things maybe just ran their course a little bit. I don't, you know, like coaches and, and stars bang heads sometimes. Um, you know, really talented young players can be pretty willful. Carlisle is certainly very willful as a head coach. And, you know, he butted heads with Jason Kidd when Kidd was playing for me, butted heads with Rajon Rondo famously. Um, I don't think it's so much that as just, there was just a lot of just kind of turmoil in general with the Mavericks. You know, the, the, uh, you know, presence of Bob Vilgaris, the former professional gambler who Cuban had brought in, who's been working in the organization. The athletic did a phenomenal story about, the waves that he was making and the influence that he wielded and the discomfort that that presented for a lot of longtime basketball staffers there. 
And so, you know, Carlisle and Donnie Nelson, who, you know, both were just institutions, they're both leaving in a span of days, I think is more about the organization than it is about any one player or about those individuals themselves. We're speaking with Howard Beck, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, also co-host of the Crossover Pod. You can find Howard on Twitter, at Howard Beck. Howard, game tonight, uh, the Hawks, again, are an eight-point underdog at Milwaukee. Look, they've been great on the road in the postseason, 7-2. and two. Are you surprised this number comes back this high again? And what's the realistic chances that the Hawks advance to the finals? I think we have to stop being surprised by anything the Hawks do. <laughs> You know, it, you know, teams don't get to the conference finals by accident too often. I mean, you know, there's cases where everything broke right, some injuries for your opponents, easier paths sometimes. But the Hawks knocked off the number one seed. And maybe the Sixers had their own issues. Sure, fine. But they were the number one seed for a reason. And they do have, you know, two all-stars, even if one of them stopped shooting. Um we have to be stop being surprised by what the Hawks do. Like they, they're a team with a lot of talent. The reason we keep sleeping on them is a couple things. One, they're really young, and this is their first postseason run. And normally, what happens is you're a young team that's in the lottery every year. You know, they, they you know, you make a couple good picks, a couple bad picks, whatever. It takes years though to build up a talent base, and then you make the playoffs, and then you lose as a seventh or eighth seed. And then you come back the next year and maybe you advance a little further. Well, the Hawks skipped a bunch of steps. They, you know, got a bunch of good young talent, including Trey Young, who's, a, who's an incredible young talent, but people were viewing him through a jaded lens of, well, he's not Luka. And then they got off to a bad start this year, partially due to injuries, but they make a coaching change. They, they install Nate McMillan. Bogdan Bogdanovich, who was a great offseason signing, gets healthy. Gallinari gets healthy. Suddenly they've got this really nice cast, a blend of, of young guys and vets, and they're better than their record in the regular season suggested. They're better than that fifth place finish suggested. And, I, you know, I, I'm not saying I saw this coming. I thought they were a, a really good and intriguing young team. I thought it would take them another year or so to really break through. And this is, like I say, the normal pattern is you finally make the playoffs after years out of the playoffs and you lose in the first round or maybe the second round. Like the, the fact that they've made it this far, this fast is absolutely phenomenal, but it just shows they're legit. They can win this series. Yes. I, I believe that. I'm not saying they will, but you know, clearly they already stole home court advantage. So anything's possible. Uh, Howard, you look at Trey Young. I personally didn't think he was going to be as good of a player in the NBA as he's turned out to be. What has been the key catalyst for his success? Because Steph is a little bit of a bigger guy, and I don't even like the Steph comparison, but they're both you know perimeter shooters and a little bit smaller but tremendous scorers. What really propels him or allows him to be as successful as he is? Because every night he's matched up against somebody that's bigger than him. Yeah, I mean, look, he's not the first small guard to, to have – you know, who, with, with great talent and a lot of just, um, just verve, you know, like Isaiah Thomas, obviously famously Chris Paul, who was compared to Isaiah Thomas from the moment he uh, entered the league. And I'm talking about the, you know, the, the first Isaiah Thomas. And then of course there was the, the second Isaiah Thomas who, you know, had, a, had a, a nice run there for a couple of years before injuries. You can drive as a young guard or as a smaller guard, if you've got extreme talent and just, guts right like Trey Young's just got that 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 something that extra thing that it's a it's a swagger it's a confidence it's an attitude whatever you want to call it you see it in the way he plays so two things he got to the league with that were elite he was an elite shooter from the day he arrived it got bumpy that first year like he didn't shoot that well but you knew he had range 
and he was an elite passer, which often got overlooked early on. He's a he's a phenomenal passer, and so he's got you know the the quickness to you know break down a defense. He can shoot from just about anywhere. He's got a, a you know decent mid range game too, and he hits open guys and he and he makes you know next level passes. And I think that's the thing that sets him apart. There are a lot of guys who can shoot now. There aren't a lot of guys who are this gifted with the ball in their hands with the court vision that he has, and that part gets overlooked. And I also think that it took him a while as a, a young player, as a, and this happens to a lot of young players who are primary ball handlers who can score a lot. It takes a while to find the right balance between shooting and passing, you know, involving your teammates, knowing when to, to call your own number, you know, when to play hero ball versus when to just keep the, the, the offense humming. So it, it's, you know, he's in year three, and he's 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 – Figured a lot of this out. Howard, let's take a look at the Western Conference Finals. Uh, when Kawhi went down, many of us assumed that uh, Phoenix would have an easy path to the final, and they were able to maintain the home court winning two games. Clippers come back last night, win at home to make this a series again. <sighs> when I look at this and I think about if they had Kawhi, how much better they are than the Suns, is Paul George in a spot where he's going to lead this team to a conference final to to the NBA Finals on his will alone? Are they capable here of winning this series? I know, I know, we've changed our opinion on him because of the injury and because they struggled so much against the Mavericks. But you know, a lot of us picked the Clippers to win the title this year and then dismissed it based on what's happened. Are they capable of coming back in this series? Similar to with the Hawks, where, you know, it's easy to keep sleeping on the Clippers for different reasons. You know, we saw them flame out in the bubble last year, and so that kind of changes everybody's perception of them. And then they keep falling behind 2-0 in series. But the fact that they keep coming back from down 0-2 speaks a lot to their resiliency. And, you know, Teron Lewis has done a phenomenal job in, in making adjustments that get them back into these series. They're clearly got a lot of fight in them. You know, Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann and Morris, like, you know, this is this is a team that's got a lot of, you know, just steady veterans and guys who aren't afraid of the moment. And Paul George, who everybody had that doubt about, right? People thought, well, Paul George is a guy who, who who is afraid of the moment, who fades in big games and who faded in the bubble. Paul George has been fantastic in Kawhi Leonard's absence. So, yeah, they can still win this thing, but not having a, a, a player in Kawhi Leonard who's, you know, most years a top five guy, an MVP caliber player, is a obviously a massive absence, and you know I've, I've said this several times in the last week. I, I don't know anything about what's going on with his knee, but I, I don't think he's coming back in this series, in this postseason. Like there's a re, like they have not given any updates to my knowledge about the status of his knee, other than there's a sprain in the ACL. Well, a sprain is a small tear, and a small tear, you know, or at minimum it's a small tear. But they were waiting for the swelling to go down, presumably to get a better read on it. Well, if they haven't gotten a better read by now or they haven't disclosed what that read is, I suspect that they're not disclosing something. And so, you know, he wasn't even on the bench last night. You know, he was watching from a luxury box. So I it just, if Kawhi Leonard's not coming back, I, I, I don't know how they're winning the series. Howard, thanks for the time this morning. Terrific stuff as always. Howard Beck, Sports Illustrated, co-host of the Crossover Pod. Thanks, Howard. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Mall up next seventh no-hitter in Major League Baseball last night. Are we going to see another one tonight? We have some teams on some long losing streaks and a couple teams on long winning streaks. We'll look at those games and more next on The Nuts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard. But All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you missed any part of our show, The Nuts, or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and The Lombardi Line. Download our podcast, Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers with Jonathan Von Tobel, Long Shots with Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans, Gone Racing with Jeff Motley and Brendan Gone. And the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw, the seventh. That's right. Seventh no-hitter in Major League wow. Baseball. Combined last night for the Cubs at Chavez Ravine. They blanked the Dodgers four to nothing. Soft 
tossing Zach Davies gets the better of Walker Bueller, who suffers his first loss of the year. Yeah, gave up a two-run shot to Wilson <laughs> Contreras, uh, an absolute moonball. Uh, tell you what, though, Davies, you mentioned, did a terrific job. Dodgers still need to round into form. Mookie Betts is struggling. Cody Bellinger getting back in the lineup hasn't been doing that much right now. This team needs to get on track. We'll see if they can do that. I like them tonight with uh, the fake tough guy, Jake Arrieta, going. You like the Dodgers? I do. You're Bounce gonna... back. Four-game losing streak. Run line, baby. Still one of my plays. Uh, you have the Dodgers run line? Run line. Gonsolin yeah. plus 110 on the run yeah, line. Absolutely. I, you know, the, the Cubs, I think they had seven or eight walks last night. They scattered the walks through this game. By the way, I saw minus 245 on this board here. Please tell me this is a graphical error in terms of the number here on the Dodgers of minus 245. Oh, I, I saw one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I think tonight's 170, 175. Okay, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, all right, let's get into tonight's matchups. There's some long winning and losing streaks on the line. I want to talk about the Nats and Marlins here first. Very quietly, the Nationals have won five in a row. They're back to 500, and they're second place in the NL East. So yesterday you said there wasn't any plays you liked, and it mm-hmm. was funny. I went, I was going through the plays, and the game had already started, and Schwarber leads off the game with a homer, and I was so mad because I, I looked at it. I remember the previous night, Ross and Poteet, I thought this was a good spot for the Nats against a Miami team that just can't score. Yeah, you, it's interesting here. You know, I gave up my over 85 and a half wins on the Nats is dead. That was the one total I bet this year. Maybe I have an outside shot here because some of these teams in the East aren't as good as we thought they might have yeah. been. Lester goes tonight. John Lester, the veteran left-hander, uh, goes for the Nats tonight. He's uh, in limited innings, 50 innings of work, one and two. The ERA went over five at one point, down under four now. Um, 35 strikeouts against 17 walks. He takes on one of the better, in my opinion, probably the second-best Marlins pitcher behind Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, who's solid. Uh, three and four, but an ERA under three, 1.07 whip, uh, and 85 innings of work. So he's given them some quality innings. Marlins here, uh, Amal, are a dollar forty favorite here. So you can get back a dollar twenty-five, dollar thirty on the Nats tonight. Total, as you said, Marlins don't score seven and a half. Yeah, I was actually uh, contemplating this game under, but ch- chose to stay away from it, even though Lester's had his troubles so far this year. Uh, this Marlins team, you alluded to it, they just can't score. I mean, you know. <laughs> Lewis Brinson's an automatic out in this lineup. It's unbelievable. You go through. It's this nice to have speed, but if you're not on base, what good does it do? <laughs> he's, he's like Willie Mays Hayes. I mean, you know, until he gets on base, he's not a threat to anybody. The Houston Astros and all have only won 11 in a row, and I have the best record in baseball. Do you think? Let me ask you this: This is something I was thinking about. Is there trash can banging, sign stealing episode from a couple years ago? Uh, one, because of time passage, has lessened people's hatred of them and vitriol. And two, with this whole focus now on the pitchers and using foreign substances, does this kind of sway how we felt and our, our sense of unease about what Houston was doing? I can't speak for anybody else here because mm-hmm. I couldn't care less. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference. The result is the result. I'm worried about individual games. I'm not a fan of any teams. It doesn't make a difference. And by the way, as they say in the SEC, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, Fran Valdez for the Astros tonight. They're at Comerica in Detroit. Uh, 275, 280 favorite. Yeah, <laughs> Valdez has been good. Remember, been he was very hurt. good, but you know, he, I think he's made. I think he's made five starts. He's four and zero with a one six seven, the whip under one, and he takes on Wandy Peralta. Very limited work, as, as as I say, he's not the best of the Peralta cousins. Uh, ERA of seven, but like, you know, it's a small sample size, only six innings, a couple of outings for him. If you want to lay the, I thought about the run line here with the Astros. The run line is still a dollar eighty. <laughs> It's too much of a price. Yeah. Uh, th- to me, there's certain. They're probably you know you have a similar line with the uh, San Diego Padres. Probably a better play than this one. Yeah, let's talk about that game here before we, before we get away. The Chris Paddock goes tonight for the Padres. They're three twenty now against the Diamondbacks, who have lost twenty three straight on the road. That's an all time Major League Baseball record. If you'd like to make the argument for the Diamondbacks and take in two fifty, they are uh, putting Corbin Martin out on the mound tonight. 
He has an ERA of under nine now at eight point six two, and the whip is ba- the whip all barely over two. I think you got to look at Paddock run line here if you're going to play. It was this a game. great setup. Uh, you know the way you said it, you were about to say like he's got a Degrom like ERA under two under nine. Um, to me, Mike, I, I you know I have a play in the playbook on this one coming up, but I also made another play on the Padres run line. I took a bunch of games on the run line today. Dodgers four game losing streak. Burns against. Uh, uh, Gray for the Colorado Rockies who can't play on the road. Uh, Pirates who beat St. Louis yesterday. Run line with the Cardinals. Lots of run lines tonight. I'm almost giving away the all-in segment before we do it next. I'm sure we're going to go to Europe this weekend as well. That's next on the Nuts. Exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options. BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Well, I think, Amal, you kind of tipped your hand. You said you loved a lot of games on the run line yeah. in, in baseball today. So I'm going to give you the floor so we don't run out of time for all your plays this weekend. This is the Amal in segment. Well, one play that don't have in the book uh, that I like is uh, Colorado taking on uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers are a favorite here with Burns against uh, Jonathan Gray in this one. That's an early game. It today. is an early game. And in this matchup, I, I don't have it included on the all in segment, but I like Colorado, excuse me, Milwaukee on the run line here at home. They're about minus 130 with the run line. Uh, for the plays that I do have in there, the parlay I like tonight is between the Lightning on the money line, minus 170, and the Milwaukee Bucks at 360. You get about plus uh, 104 on that one. Uh, the, actually, now it's gone up to 360. I got it at 350 earlier. So take a look at that one. Cardinals run line. I think they bounce back in this spot against the Pirates here, minus one and a half. Kim on the mound. It's not about the fact that Kim's on the mound. To me, it's just against Pittsburgh. This is a team that struggles to score. I think the Cardinals have a good opportunity in this matchup to be able to cover a run and a half. Then I'm going to go out west, uh, late uh, parlay tonight between the Dodgers' money line with Tony Gonsolin. It's come down a little bit from 175 to 170 now, and the Padres with Chris Paddock has gone from minus 280 to 320. Still like it. Uh, took both these teams in a parlay. It pays you plus 113, but I like both teams on the run line here, Mike. And then going to tomorrow, Italy and Austria, under two and a half goals is minus 135. I think this thing, by the time it goes, Mike, we could potentially see minus 150, 155, or even get down to two. And then on Sunday, the Netherlands minus 155 against the Czech Republic. I think the Dutch move on in the three-way line here in 90 minutes. Yeah, well, let's go to the uh, the Palm Reader play. I'm going to start with the parlay here uh, because I did a parlay of the European Championships yeah. with two of the games that you have in there. Uh, so it's three teams to advance, right? So if they go to, to added time or to kicks, just to advance to the next round because they're down to the final 16. And it's a play each day. Uh, Italy against Austria. I'm going to lay uh, 475 with Italy. 
the Netherlands against the Czech Republic. Netherlands to advance. I'm going to lay the uh, three four, uh, 320 there. And then Monday, Spain goes up against Croatia. I'm going to lay the 320. That plays plus 106, that yeah. parlay them all. So I, don't, I just can't fathom any one of those three teams getting knocked out here in the round of 16. I don't either. I think all three have a great spot to advance. I think if you look at the Dutch side, probably the weakest of the three defensively. But I like their matchup against uh, the Czech Republic here. I think they have a great chance to be able to move on at this point in time. Offensively, still very dangerous. I think very dangerous. Yeah, I think they're going to score uh, they, two goals. They could have scored more goals than they have, too. They've had many opportunities in this tournament. Absolutely right. I think they'll be able to do that, and I think they move on here. And I think Italy uh, should win this game. I don't know if it's going to be 1-0 or 2-0, but I just don't see them giving up a score. So uh, this game tonight at Emily, I don't want to lay the 165, but I think Tampa Bay wins tonight. I don't see them losing two in a row. Um, if the Islanders win, more power to them. What a job Trotz has done. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll take my hat off to him. But instead of betting them and laying the 165 or 70 night, let's just bet them to win the cup. They're going to be, you say, $3 favorite over Montreal here. So, I mean, this is like a parlay of minus 170 and minus $3, right? Well, here's the thing. If VGK was $5 yeah. with the home ice advantage, just like Tampa has, how can Tampa not be nearly the same price? Well, VGK might have been a dog to Tampa in the finals, too, right? Even though Tampa... Well, I don't think they would have been. Because remember, VGK would have had home ice. And also, you get you guys, you know, out here, it's remember, just it's, absurd on the pricing with the Vegas I don't Golden think Knights. they'd have been more of a dollar thirty favorite, though, in the series. That's fair, but yeah. I still think they would have been a slight favorite. So to your point, though, if it's $5, why is it not four fifty or higher with Tampa? Well, Bay? Tampa's a more talented and a yeah. better team. Yeah. And and they've proven they've won the cup. Yeah, they won. Well, they're, they're also still alive. In the last seven years, I mean, every year they've been they've they've had a run. I mean, they got upset in the first round with a team that had an all-time points record. I mean, but they've been at the they've been in a top four team now for seven straight years. Oh, without question, I would argue they're probably the class of the league for yeah. the last seven years. And you know, Vegas, I get it. They had a great season, but you couldn't do anything on the power play. And give Montreal credit; their confidence has grown as the season's progressed. There was a tweet I saw. Somebody said Montreal doesn't belong. You're right. None of these teams are in their class. This is the difference just, though, between hockey and the other sports. I mean, this what makes Montreal, hockey great. Montreal's an eight seed, right? Yes. They've made the finals. My, my friend E made this point to me. He said, you could run the NBA playoffs a thousand times and eight seeds not making the NBA finals. That's correct. Memphis, what, 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 it's not happening. What but in we hockey, had two eight seeds beat a one? Yeah, but in hockey, yeah, just to beat a one, then they don't advance yeah, after exactly. that. But in hockey, we see this all the time. It's who's hot now, which goalie's hot, who's playing better now. The regular season records really don't matter. Uh, and then my other play here is a straight play, and I alluded to this. Gonsolin tonight in a bounce-back spot for the Dodgers. You love this play on losing streaks. Dodgers lost four in a row. They got swept in San Diego, embarrassed last night at Chavez Ravine. Soft tossers, Zach Davies uh, combines, and Kimbrell again slams the door. Uh, no hitter, combined no hitter, the seventh in Major League Baseball here. I'm going to fade Arietta. I think this is a spot for the Dodgers to bounce back. Lay the run and a half at a plus price at home. Yeah, I like the Dodgers here with Gonsolin, even though it'll probably go an inning or two against the fake tough guy. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity here for L.A. to get on track. I, to me, they're too good of a squad looking at a five-game losing streak. If they lose, they lose. I can live with it. You get an opportunity here against a team like this, this is a, a play on for me all day. You know, I, I looked at your play. I like your place. I like what you're doing here with the run lines. I like some of these parlays tonight. You've given the, the, the folks out there a, a lot that they could spread out their bets on and have action. But I was shocked because I was convinced that you would have uh, Danilo Gallinari no triple-double tonight after you gave us that Max Pacioretty no goal. Well, you know, I, I got beat on the Knights with the total number of shots. And, yeah. you know, it was the power play early in the second period that killed me because they wound up with like three or four mm-hmm. shots in that sequence. But give Vegas credit. They got a lot of opportunities. Carey Price was equal to the task. Um, yeah, Max Pacioretty at minus 180 was a gift. I know he had a great opportunity in overtime. Yes, but that, I mean, that number that, should have been closer to 250, 260 up. 
I, I don't know what they think. The this plus is. should be over two dollars. So the minus is always, yes. He, listen, even even if it's Austin Matthews or you know Connor McDavid, you can't assume they're going to score on a given night. Plus, both of these series, I mean, you see fives on the games. That's to score a goal has to increase on the plus side. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't know if the Vegas was going to win in overtime or not, but I'm like. Listen, they're going to have three shots. One of the three goals. Is he going to get one of the three goals? I wasn't very happy losing my first period under when I get the first 14 minutes without a goal. I mean, that's that's pretty tough. It, it was. But not... in that case, if you're watching it, at that point with six minutes left to go, you can get over a half goal at a plus price, right? And you yeah. would have had it on a middle until the second goal. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And Well, you know what? I was really surprised that Vegas gave up a power play, especially with the Conn Smythe MVP right there with Alex Petrangelo giving up the penalty. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, what? this is idiotic, some of this stuff. I, I honestly, just tell me, take us behind the book for a second. Do they just make some of this stuff up? There's no way in hell Alex Petrangelo should have been 4-1. On what planet is he a 4-1? Not on Earth. He is not Nicholas Lidstrom. By the way, my best defenseman ever, Nicky Lidstrom. I'm excited because coming up after the break, we're going to play Amal Guesses. Players Pops on the Bucks-Hawks game tonight. That's next on the Nuts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a ball show, and we're going to focus on Hawks Bucks tonight. Game number two. Hawks prevailed in game one. You had the Bucks. You laid seven. The number closed eight. And we take a look at the numbers again. The latest numbers. We're still Amal. We're still at eight in this game. They came back with the same number, seven and a half last night. Bet up to eight. A total of two twenty-five. There's different ways you can approach this. You can look at the total, two twenty-five. I know you're on the Bucks in the series. You still think the Bucks are going to win the series. Yeah. You can bet them for the series now at about $2, $2.10. Oh, that's a good price. You can come back with the 8 tonight, or if you want to bet them just in-game, in this game, it's a three sixty price on the money line. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Look, I like this play. You remember we had that Clippers-Mavericks uh, debacle in game number two at the Staples Center with the Clippers here, but I love Milwaukee in this spot. I think it's a great opportunity for them. Uh, I think they're going to bounce back in this game. You know, I was going through the box score, as I always do after a, a game, and to me, there was a couple of things I took away from that. Atlanta was terrific in terms of shooting the ball inside the perimeter. Uh, 50% as a collective, as a team. But Milwaukee's got to do better from the three-point arc. Just 8 for 36 as a whole. Chris Middleton 0 for 9. I don't think he'll be as flat as he was in the last game. I think he'll play much better. I think we'll see a sense of urgency out of Milwaukee. And I think a little bit of human nature creeps into teams. When you're up to a 1-0, you get a big win on the road. You're going to see a very focused Milwaukee team tonight, in my opinion. The Hawks are up one nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals. They've done this as a five seed. This team started out very poorly this yeah. year. They make the coaching change. They get Nate McMillan, and since then it's been all good. Now, Nate McMillan, in my mind, doesn't come to you know a top five NBA coach, but he's done wonders so far this year. What's made the difference with what they've done under McMillan? What has he changed for this team? Well, they started playing defense. That's been the biggest thing we've seen uh, how well they played. And then the other thing is they've been tremendous at home. You know, until they dropped those uh, a game against the Philadelphia 76ers, actually two in that series, this team had been outstanding in terms of what they were able to do on their home court down in Atlanta. We'll see if they can continue that when the Bucks come down there for games three and four. But I think Milwaukee's a bit of a different animal. They've also benefited from a little bit of uh, Joel Embiid being banged up. Ben Simmons has been horrendous. I mean, I didn't even realize you can shoot 34.2% from the free throw line. I thought they just automatically assumed it was like the SAT. They give you 400 points. I mean, to me, I, I was just shocked at how poorly he performed. And this is, look, can't take anything away from Atlanta. They perform. I still think at the end of the day uh, that Milwaukee's in a great position to win an NBA title. Um, Jacob, if you could throw up the odds right now on what the uh, Bucks are to win the title, I think this team, plus 140 right now, Mike, I, I still think it's a great shot on them. I would agree with you as well. Um... You know, I don't think the West is decided yet. I, th- I, th- I think Paul George is going to have something to say here with these Clippers. And so I'm, if, if I thought the Suns were coming out of it, I would I would lean on them because they're going to have home court in the final against either of the East teams. But I'm not sure I'm not sure we're getting the Suns out of the West. One of the favorite sub-segments that's developed here on the show, and we've been doing it now for about five months, I'm all, is this I'm all guesses, where we take a look. Yes. Guessing team toes this and that. But in the NBA, we've guessed some pro- player props. And, you know, you've identified some areas where you think the line's off. Yeah. And I think about 75% of the time it's been winning bet for you. Yeah, yeah I've done well with it. By the way, just for the record, uh, Jacob sent this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sends it by a text message every night. And he goes, hey, I need this back tonight. I was like, wow, it's a little bit of pressure on me to get this thing done. I did this in about two minutes. I sent him these numbers. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear this crap that I couldn't put an entire survivor pool together on an airplane. I can't help it if some of these nitwits around here don't know lines. All right, let's uh, just focus on this game tonight, the Hawks at the Bucks. Let's start out with total points for uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, 33 and a half I'm going to go with. The last game I think we wound up with 34. I think that'll be the number in this one. 
that the only thing I asked Jacob before he gave me the numbers, I said, give me, is it a half or a whole? Do they have them? They're all on half. So that's the one thing I will say about my numbers. Well, you weren't close here. You were exact. Oh, wow. 33 okay. and a half. And, and so exact that it's juiced equally on the 26-point line at DraftKings, minus 113 on both sides. Uh, let's stay with Giannis. His total points, rebounds, and assists them all. Uh, I went with 52 and a half here. I figured based on his rebounds and his uh, uh, performance in terms of assist. Well, you did very well. You hit the number again, but you didn't tell us it'd be juiced 122 to the oh, under. Give me a break. Get off my back. <laughs> give me a break. Well, there's nowhere to go but down from here. <laughs> I think this player is the key to the game. As these players too. go so good. I mean, he's the barometer yeah, of this team. Chris, Chris Middleton. Middleton, I'm talking about. Horrific shooting game in game one. Total number of points, Chris Middleton tonight in game well, two. If you remember, last game was 24 and a half, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so this one, I went with 23 and a half. You're only exactly right again. I'm <laughs> By the oh, way, you man. know what? After this, this segment in the college football segment, I don't want to do this again. There's no way I'll be able to duplicate this. This is amazing. Let's see if we can get you to come up with a, an incorrect answer. Let's stay with the Bucks and the third member of their big trio. Uh, Drew Holiday, his total points. 21 and a half. So this is, you know, it's a clear buzzard no. But we said, the, <laughs> Jay, we said the margin of error was one and a half points on okay. these. And if you noticed, it's juiced to the over 125. So, I mean... I mean, this is you, this is the closest you could lose and get an incorrect by. You're off by two, and yeah. the juice is to the side that you said. He's 19 and a half. I was a little bit surprised because if you remember in game yeah, number almost one. Tw- yeah, they yeah, don't I, do the, the half, right? Yeah, because yeah, so. it, it wouldn't be a flat 20, right, but it's yeah. really with a, a juice of 25, almost a flat 20. I, I thought based on his performance, it would go up a little bit here and see him at 21 and a half, but 19 and a half. Um, this is not one I would play either way here, but I, I thought the Middleton one over 23 and a half is a good one to look at. Yeah, so far, you haven't found a betting opportunity. All right, let's move on to the Atlanta Hawks side of the ledger. We'll start out with Trey Young total points. I feel like I probably undersold this one at 27 and a half. Indeed, you did. It's 30 and a half. Wow. Wow, that's a, that's a big adjustment. Is, uh, but do you play it under after 48 in game one? No, because I still think, remember, if they have a lead late in the game, he's going to go to the free-throw line. Um, I, I don't like this number with a lead guard. Uh, so many times they can add numbers. at the, And that's why I love betting on numbers like this. Like in college basketball, you'll have a guard that's like 14 and a half. And I'm like, dude, you do realize when their team's winning, he's going to get six points at the free-throw line late. All right, Trey Young. Will Trey Young have a double-double? Yes, no. What's the yes price of all? Minus 150. Right now, it's minus 129 at DraftKings. If you think he won't, you can get even money on the under at plus 100. Does this inspire a bet for you? Will you lay 129 here? Yeah, I think it's a pretty good play here at the 129. This and the Middleton one of the two so far that stand out to me. By the way, what was the margin of error you were giving me here, 15 Mike? cents. Okay. Which uh, I think yeah. is That's it's fair. generous when it's around a pick It's yeah. not generous if it's over $2. Right. I would agree with you there. Uh, to me... I think there's a strong possibility he gets there with those assists. He's done a tremendous job, average about nine and a half assists on the regular season. So I think great possibility of getting to 10 assists in this one. Okay, John Collins. Uh, Total points for John Collins. 17 and a half. That's a winner. You're off by one. The actual number 16 and a half. A little bit juiced to the under, minus 127. You know, I, I don't like this particular play, but I would lean towards the under here so far. The, to me, three plays are probably developing, but two that stand out more so than the Collins play. All right, and then finally, it's always tough for me when you have a lower-scoring person, more of a defensive person, rebounds guy, but Clint Capella, total points. Uh, 13 and a half. Yeah, again, razor's edge here. It's 11 and a half, juice to the over. By the way, one thing I don't like with this buzzer that they play, I mean, it's like I'm going to the death penalty. I mean, like, I mean, it's like, it's not that I just missed it. It sounds pretty harsh. Well, there's a lot of finality on the nuts. I mean, we, we don't deal in shades of gray here. It's, it's all black and white for us. I, I get criticized for that all the time. There's no gray area with me. <laughs> 
A little heavy on the finger there. Uh, I want to. I want. I want to talk about um, Finals MVP now. Okay. This is another prop, and I'm not going to have you guess. But when we take a look at NBA Finals MVP, if you think there's anything that would uh, spark some interest for you right now, Jan is still the favorite at plus 175. I was going to say 150. I okay. think way too short a price on Booker at plus 225, especially after his performance in games two and three. Um, Chris Paul is back now. He's plus $5. I see Booker has, has drifted up to plus $3 on the updated odds. Chris Paul at 5-1. to one. Trey Young, if you think Atlanta can make the finals, 7-1. to one. Paul George plus 750, and then some long shots. Aiton and Middleton both 30-1 to one and Holiday 60 to I one. thought Middleton had a much lower number recently coming into this series. I think that 0-9 uh, really hurt his chances. Uh, but I think it, look, it, to me, this is fairly simple. It depends on who you believe is going to win the uh, NBA title. If you think it's uh, Milwaukee, Giannis is your play. If you think it's Atlanta, it's Trey Young. Now the question mark comes with uh, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the one thing that helps Devin Booker, he gets the fractured nose, plays well in that game. No Chris Paul for games one and two, and they win. Game three, they have Chris Paul, and they lose. Does Aiton warrant any consideration at 30-1? at to one? Uh you know, I don't think so. I think yeah. it's going to be Booker and them. By the way, the one thing I want to clarify is the Finals MVP, which I didn't know for a long time, only comprises finals. finals MVP. Yeah. It's not but, a Smythe. It's not exactly yeah. which I hate. <laughs> mm-hmm. To me, it should be the entirety of the playoffs because you go, you wind up with the Andre with dollars of the world winning an MVP when it really should have been a Steph Curry or Clay Thompson tr- throughout the entirety of the uh, postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Of the four teams that remain, Amal, which team do you think has the least chance to win? And I'm assuming you're going to say the Hawks. I, I am going to stay with that. I, I think Atlanta is a very good team that's performed. Uh, they've exceeded expectations. I still think Milwaukee's a much better team. I think maybe they got a little bit high on themselves knocking off uh, Brooklyn. But remember, they were down 2-0 in that series. They bounced back. I, I think with still having home court advantage here, they got to get one game in Atlanta to get it back. But what, Meaning that if it were a game seven, it'll be in by serve, I think they've got a great chance. I, I think this is exactly what the Bucks wanted. It worked out perfectly well. They didn't have to face Philadelphia. And now they've got a great opportunity. And you look on the other side of that bracket with the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. Phoenix, who I kind of banged up a little bit in terms of, you know, Booker took a shot to the face. Chris Paul missed a couple of games due to the COVID protocol. I, I think you really fancy your chances if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. I mentioned their series price going into this game now down to 210. Um if we look at the exact number, uh, exact result of the series, if you think the Bucks are going to win the next four, you can get three forty. If you think they win in six, three dollars. If you think the Bucks win in seven, plus two eighty. What was the game? A uh, game six? Uh, three dollars if they win four two in six. That would be closing out in Atlanta. Yeah, I think that's a distinct possibility. The um, Mike, I'm telling you, look, give Atlanta all the credit in the world. Mm-hmm. They they won this game down the stretch. But remember, if Milwaukee could have just gotten one defensive rebound on those three point shots. Oh. I think they win this game. I think they got one defensive rebound. They might have covered the number. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I really thought, I mean, you, they battle all the They're up 7. 4-14 to go. You're up 7 at home. I like your shot laying 7 there. Absolutely. Right? I take you don't my chances take them, on You make the, that yeah, bet again. Yeah, absolutely right. Especially that they made the run to get to that point. Yeah, I didn't lay the 8 tonight, but I think there's a great chance they cover this game uh, because I, I think you're going to see a real effort here out of the Bucks in this one. Big weekend ahead, folks. We've got the NBA semifinals, both conference finals. We've got European soccer, full slate of Major League Baseball all weekend. And tonight, all eyes are on Emily. I can't wait. Game seven, it's Barry Trotz versus the defending champs. Lightning puck line, potentially. Not, not a bad angle. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, it's Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and James Salinas.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.